0: Welcome to a live edition of Promo Insiders, the counselor podcast that covers the issues that matter most to the promotional products industry, from hard-hitting news to fun trends and analysis. I'm Teresa Hegel, Executive Editor of Digital Content, and today I'm joined by Brian Baxter, owner of Megalab Limited, a screen printing shop in Akron, Ohio. So owning a screen printing shop is, of course, nothing unusual, but what is a little unusual is that Brian opened the storefront in the middle of of the pandemic last summer. So we're gonna to talk to him about you know why he made that decision and some of the lessons he's learned along the way. Thanks for joining us, Brian.
1: Yeah, no problem. Happy to be here.
0: Um, and before we get started, I just want to mention like this is a live, you know, live stream. So if you guys have any questions for Brian or for me or comments or concerns, feel free to put them in the, the chat box and we'll try to address them. So first of all, let's just start out and you can tell me a little bit about your background and how you got into screen printing.
1: Um so um, originally from Canyon City, Colorado, really small um, uh, central town in Colorado, and um, when I moved to, to Akron, I got super, super into skateboarding, and uh, I absolutely, like, divulged into the style, the culture of it, and um, I don't know. I just, I fell in love with the apparel side, and I got real into the street art scene, never vandalized anything 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 like that, but it just, there was something captivating about um, all of that and putting your name on something. So I got really into stencil art. Um, Long story short, there's a program you can absolutely like build as big of a stencil as you want, but I got really into spray painting them onto t-shirts. And I had like this little character register the robot that uh, people seem to want to (laughs) wear, so. Um, it wasn't until maybe 10 years after that, I ended up like, like many in like a YouTube hole, mm-hmm. found screen printing. And I was like, boom, like that's it.
0: But before okay. that I was a
1: chef and I knew like, I always wanted to own a bit, like a business, but a restaurant is like really hard. Yeah, <laughs> You're just <laughs> signing into debt basically. And, uh, yeah, when I got into screen printing, I just it just clicked with me and it's super low cost to get into. So if anybody's ever thinking of getting into screen printing, it's not as hard as you may think.
0: So, so Mega Lab Limited, what is the idea behind, behind this? Cause it's, it's more than just a screen printing shop, correct? Yeah.
1: So like in the screen printing world, there's a, there's a ton of culture you could be, you could be just somebody who wants to make a ton of money or you can, you can like absolutely get into the art style, the art side of it. Um, and that's the route that I took. Um, in Akron, it's really big music scene. It's very hip. Um, we're about 45 minutes south of Cleveland. Okay. So shows, all of that, I wanted to bring that into here because okay. I got absolutely lucky with the location that I have. And given the time that I opened, it was either I get it or I always regret not getting it. You know what I mean? Hindsight. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a screen print shop. But also, like, COVID sucks because I have a really rad spot where I want to do live, uh, like, live shows. Mm-hmm. While bands come in from out of town, like, while they're playing, I want to live print their merch. You
0: know. Oh, that's a great idea. I, I did a story, you know, before COVID happened, but it was all about, you know, screen printing as part of like event marketing, and that is perfect. You know what I mean? Because merch is such a big part of musicians. Just have it like going live while that's going on. I just think that adds such a, a cool element to it.
1: Absolutely. And when people see screen printing, it's just like you know, like that's how it's made. I get that every single time. Like I'll bring them into my shop, and they'll be like, "Let me get a tour," and I, I show them. They're just like, "Dude, like, what is a?" And then you know, I'm like, "Well, just don't yeah. have competition. Don't just don't rip my stuff."
0: Yeah. So it seems like it seems like magic to people. I think who are not um, you know in the business. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so obviously, these events aren't happening yet, but COVID's not going to be forever. So in the future, you'll be able to do all that kind of fun stuff.
1: Yeah, let's um, hope. Hopefully, you like it.
0: I know it does feel like it's been forever, but someday, someday there is there's, there's <laughs> light at the end of the tunnel. I think. Yeah. Um. So I mean, why? How how did you go about like? Why did you open this shop? It was last summer, right? Like. It was what, literally. What kind of was your your uh, thought process? But. For opening in the middle of the pandemic?
1: Um, it was literally like one day our governor um, was like shut it down you know mm-hmm. the, entire, or the whole state and uh, basically like the next day I opened my doors. <laughs> it was insane. It was absolutely insane but like I said earlier it was just it was do or die. Yeah and so it was just like a
0: good opportunity the perfect spot opened up and you're like I have to take advantage of this?
1: Absolutely. So, yeah, I was looking for something maybe, so I'm in my showroom right now. Um, I was looking for something just like this size, like it's maybe 25 by 15, small, Mm -hmm. um, just to get out and get into brick and mortar. Um, Different styles of printing, different inks, release like uh, different chemicals into the air. And I have have a two-year-old right now. So at the time she was one and, you know, I didn't want to keep printing in my basement and put her in harm's way. So... I just wanted something really small, and I ended up with five thousand square feet for a crazy. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: um, so you had been you've been doing this like in your basement. How long have you been screen printing, um, you know, without a storefront?
1: Uh, before before Mega Lab, like physically, I was printing in my basement for two years.
0: Two years, okay. Yeah. So what what are some of the challenges you found opening your business during the pandemic?
1: you said it (laughs) so this opening in a pandemic is is wild i would recommend it to people it's
0: you would recommend it to people
1: i mean honestly like i didn't walk in and the phone was ringing honestly i thought my phone was broken i thought (laughs) my my website was hacked i literally like i went in to the back end of my website made sure like i wasn't hacked my phone didn't ring for it felt like six months okay like I would get emails and I would get word of mouth orders and things to pay the bills, but there was none of that. Like any, any young entrepreneur thinks that they, they open, they launch, and then business comes.
0: Yeah. Not like, that's not how it works.
1: No. <laughs> it <was laughs> so what did,
0: you do, what did you do to change it? How did you start getting phone calls coming in?
1: Um, one day I realized that my website wasn't hacked. Um, I started really like jumping into like the social media side running okay. Facebook ads, which I had to really learn. There's actually like a whole science to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then started getting phone calls and it was like, it was like wildfire. Honestly, I yeah. can not even tell you like why, but the phone started ringing.
0: Well, what kind of, like, what kind of orders have you been doing since, since you started?
1: Um, so there's, there's good ones and there's bad ones. There's, there's the, you know, um, it's hard to answer because there's, in the screen printing side, it's very event-based.
0: Yeah, right. Uh,
1: so it's it's absolutely everywhere. I could be printing for somebody's, um, somebody's restaurant or mm-hmm. a, but right now with no events going on, there's no schools open, none of that. Um, it's really hard to get like very mainstream orders, which yeah. even though like in the city that I'm in, that's probably all handled mm-hmm. uh, by somebody's printer. But I print for a lot of brands. I print for bands. Okay. A lot of Instagram work, so okay. like literally go on Instagram, I'll find artist page, I'll engage with them, and then be like, Hey, dude, like this artwork's super rad, like let's put this on shirts and let's make so it. It's not
0: work. necessarily local things that you're doing.
1: Then I had to completely shift from that mindset, yeah, that yeah. doors are open and people are going to come in. I right. had to literally like hit the ground and go find work.
0: Okay, so I do see a question that came in. Um, What's your favorite promotional or marketing strategy that you've used?
1: Uh, Instagram ads.
0: Instagram ads. Mm -hmm. What makes them better than like a Facebook ad or or any other kind of ad?
1: So it's it's you run the ad on Facebook, and then you could Mm -hmm. you can uh, target on Instagram. Okay. Um, I've just gotten more engagement from Instagram.
0: Okay. The Facebook side. It is a very like artsy kind of place. I think Instagram. There's a lot of like. It's you know niche. bands and artists and stuff. Yeah.
1: Okay. you can you can like like tap into niches like like yeah. bands um yeah so you can basically one person is here and then you can i don't know if there's like an algorithm like there is on facebook but it's completely different because like i just feel like Instagram's a whole other world than facebook facebook is like your grandma and your grandma <laughs> friends and they don't need t-shirts but like i feel like <laughs> <laughs> yeah everybody's got like they're showing more of their life than yeah sharing it you know what I mean
0: right right so like what kind of things will you do in an ad like what what would a good um Instagram ad for you be
1: um so I've got a super good designer who's actually mm-hmm. was James that you met earlier oh, okay um he's been with me since the very beginning so um he is extremely talented at um at designing and if i have an idea he can definitely put it like straight into an ad so instead of just like drawing up and just using verbiage like words like we Mm -hmm. engage with like the image because honestly screen printing is all design
0: right right yeah i mean it makes sense it only makes sense to have something that's going to look good because if you're going to be putting their stuff on a shirt like they're not going to want to engage with you if your ad looks terrible or boring or, or basic
1: yeah, pixelated and all that. Like, you have to really like show what you're what you're capable of before they even you know take you seriously.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, as far as like Instagram ads, do you have any recommendations for where people can find info to get started? Because I know you said you had to do a lot of like research, um, you know, into doing that. Like, what what did you do to to figure that all out?
1: YouTube, baby. <laughs> all <laughs> day.
0: But you know, the thing with YouTube is like, how do you like? I guess there's a lot of information on YouTube and not all of it is legit or worthwhile. Like how do you kind of weed through to find stuff that's actually useful or do you just kind of like trial and error?
1: Um, yeah, like I'll find an account and um, if I can kind of vibe with the person that's putting out the content, I can tell right away if it's clickbait. Yeah, yeah. Clickbait, like there is something in there mm-hmm. and YouTube just takes the wheel and it's just like, yeah. brother. So <laughs> I'm definitely not a pen and paper person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've always got my my notes on my iPhone and I yeah. just I just write. I got okay. so much in there that I would never even look at again. But mm-hmm. there's something about like even like in college, like taking notes, you know, it's like a second thought pattern, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I think there's definitely actually research that shows like actually writing it down helps you remember it, even if you never look at it again for sure. Yeah. Um so what are, what are some of the lessons you've learned like in the past year? Or past, I guess it's not been quite a year that you've been open in your um, new space. But what are, what are some of the things that you've you've learned and lessons that you've kind of taken away from this?
1: Um, not to be cocky <sighs> when you open your door, the customers don't just come in. You have mm-hmm. to be yourself and your business is nothing without you being who you really are and, or what you want to be. Your vision doing this podcast, like answering honestly. And just being humble. Yeah. And, you know, I tell my girlfriend and my family all the time, like, I'm not afraid of being 30 right now. I would love to be 40. Oh, but I, I I want to see where I'm at in 10 years. Want to see this place don't
0: me. no I don't wish to be 40 right now. It's
1: I'll it's be no fifty. Let's go.
0: <laughs> well, how about this? We'll switch. I'll I'll be 30 and you can be forty.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um anyway. <laughs> yeah. We could do like the um, what is it like the Freaky Friday? We can do like the swap. We'll swap. Um, so I mean, is there anything that you would have done differently than than how this kind of went down?
1: Um, you mean how I took on Mega Lab Limited?
0: Yeah, like would you would you have waited or would you have tried something different or or did it all kind of work out, you know, the way you wanted it to?
1: Yeah. See, the the thing about me here is that. I'm a very shoot at the hip kind of person, you know, mm-hmm. like there's, there's a method to the madness, but I wouldn't have taken this place if it were, you know, more than I'm paying for it now. Like the deal right. that I got from my landlord, an amazing man, um, I wouldn't have taken it if it were going to just like cut me off at the knees. Yeah. I knew so that it, was a, it, was it
0: was a risk, but it was a calculated risk. You kind of ran the numbers and knew that it was something you could handle.
1: Exactly exactly
0: because i i think there's a lot of people that you know obviously there's a lot of screen printers and and decorators that are you know started out in the basement and you know like you think that natural progression is to get a brick and mortar you know store but not all of them not all of them think it through because i you know there's tons of tons of stories of people that that fail at this Mm -hmm. so you know you definitely it's taking risks is good but you definitely also have to you know be realistic about it and know know the numbers of, of what what you're
1: doing right yeah don't quit your day job let you know let the printing push you out of your your day job and Mm -hmm. calculate everything because yeah like i said i've got a two-year-old daughter at home relying on me you know so so is
0: this your is this your full-time job or do you still have another day job
1: i'm full-time here now
0: yeah okay
1: um but yeah so with the pandemic starting there was next to nothing coming in so savings was draining um paying my home bills on top of this place on top of renovations here was really really scary because the yeah, money yeah.
0: But then so so the the trick was once you started leaning into social media ads that's that's kind of how you turn it around
1: Yeah you have to have you have to have a presence you have to constantly engage you have to you know talk to people that you know want printing but <laughs> it is it can be expensive but yeah. you so you just have to Relate to people, and you know you're a service. So right. you know, to explain to them or help them get to a point where it makes sense for them.
0: Yeah, I mean it's show- yeah, it's about showing your value and not just price, because there's more that you offer. It's branding and um, you know quality merchandise and whatnot. So
1: yeah, yeah, everything is a turnaround. So mm-hmm. it's you know if you want to get your your art printed on a shirt, like the end goal is that you want it on a shirt because you want people to see it. So that right. being to your Instagram or to your Facebook page, you could sell a piece of art. You know, if you want to run a five k and you come to me and you want five thousand shirts, it's because you want people. You want five thousand people to, you know, show your brand. So there is a turnaround yeah. to everything. Yeah, yeah.
0: Right, and you just and part of your job is to show them like what the value is for for what you're doing for them. Because um, there are like there you know there's plenty of places where you can just go for price, but you're not going to get quality or you know that service. Um, it sounds like you guys do like just a lot of design stuff too so Mm -hmm. like that's that's a another service that not everyone is offering
1: yeah or they (laughs) you know it's it can get people charge a lot of money for design which Mm -hmm. get very expensive
0: yeah yeah
1: a lot of people don't need as much as they may think that they do
0: Mm, that's true right so that again that's another part is like you're you're working on like helping them with what they need right like it's a solutions based um selling it's not just like selling on price or selling on this or that. You're helping them with their problems and, and getting them solutions. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that, that you kind of turn things around and, you know, it's not a story of like opening up a store and then like, oh, I have to, you know, shut this all down a few months later. But what, what's on the horizon for you guys, you know, coming up?
1: Uh, we're going to end oh. this pandemic by ourselves. <laughs> I got my guy James that you met earlier he's in the back working on a vaccine yeah, yeah we're gonna launch out of this well like,
0: put, put me on that put me on the list for that <laughs> you got it
1: but it's it's terrifying I won't sit here and act like you know I don't stress every single day I've never stressed like this before but it's a whole different kind of stress it's owning your own business and why isn't the phone ringing and stuff like that but at the end of the day like you just gotta you know pump the brakes and Just look to the future. So like in the horizon, like I know that these these times will end and then we can really set our feet in the ground, you Mm -hmm. know, but it has been a crazy year.
0: Oh, yeah, I bet. But I mean, I think I think it's a good sign that you're getting, um, you know, sales now and things are so so tough. So when times are a little bit better, you've established yourself and that could lead to to better things. You know, when when more things in in the world are opening up.
1: Hopefully. Yeah.